0: To the How I Ripped Off the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, don't wrong. With that. <laughs> the Buffy the Vampire the. Okay. Yes. God, we've only done like 140 episodes. Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast for the final time. My name is Tim Thompson, and I'm joined, as I always have been, mm. by MC. That is me. That, you're changing. You're changing the oh, oh my god. When this podcast ends, we cease to exist. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> I would just say, but it was nice and dark, brilliant. Uh, And this is, well, just kind of a retrospective when I look back at Tomorrow Gaysen, how I ripped off Buffy as a whole, Mm -hmm. and just to kind of, you know, put together our thoughts and feelings on the whole process. Unpack all those repressed memories you have about this series. No, no, I I had a professional for that. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, MC, Tomorrow Gaysen, we did, well... Four full, full-ish seasons and a spin-off with uh, notes and a plan to do a final season, a final spin-off season, and a final movie ending of it. That's confusing and overwhelming, but yep, sure. i <laughs> glad I said all that.
1: <laughs> so how have you found it, man? How have you found doing the podcast? It's... Uh, it, I have enjoyed it. It's been hilarious. Mm. Um, there has been so many good recurring bits that I've really enjoyed going back to. Yes. Um, I've been persistently grateful that it's not my shitty teenage writing that we've been going through. Can we, can we find some of yours, please? Is that <laughs> no, okay to balance it out? Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, yeah, dude, it's, 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 it's strange. It's been part of our lives mm. for years now. Yeah. Like, just, you know, regularly, once a week or whatever, doing an episode, mm-hmm. printing it out. So it's going to be uh, strange without that. Yeah, it's it does feel really weird to be
0: at the end because yeah. I always kind of knew it was coming uh you know eventually like mm. it did end and i knew like i never finished it as well mm. but it kind of felt like it just kind of happened like we were in season 4 and we had chip spin-off as well and then it was just like oh we have done it now so what what happens now what do we do now and
1: we did increase the volume of it because we had chip yes. as well as tomorrow yeah. guys and we we so... moved to doing two episodes a week yeah which meant a lot of editing for yeah. weeks
0: and stuff like that but i think for the most part uh the exception of maybe like a bit of Christmas and maybe a day or two here and there when I forgot, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we've pretty much kept that schedule, which has been nice.
1: It's very impressive. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite proud of that. I'm quite proud be. that we've managed to put out nearly 150 episodes of this weird thing, and it's weird to go back because I went back and I listened to a few of the earlier, mm. like from the first season, our first couple of episodes. And this, I, straight away, I was like, "Oh, I want to cut that out?" Oh, mm-hmm. again, yeah, there's, there's a smack of the lips there, mm-hmm. and oh, I shouldn't have recorded in my old flat when it was already echoey, and <laughs> should have got a better mic from the start. And... <laughs> oh yeah, well, better late <laughs> than never. And just how kind of involved the show became since that first episode, which was just us being like, let's just read it and see what happens. You Mm. know, there's no dialogue in the first episode. It's a page and a half long. It's just a joke. And then it ended up with me trying to be a serious writer
1: person and failing. (laughs) How long were the early episodes? I can't remember. First one is a page and a half. Yeah, but like in terms of the recording time, like how long are the actual podcast episodes? They
0: range from about 16 to 25 minutes. Wow. Something like that.
1: Um, And I think that's probably pretty
0: much the case through the entire kind of season because then we started breaking them down it wasn't until about halfway through the first season that we started breaking them down into two parts as well yeah. um, and then the, to keep it into that kind of 20 minute length mm-hmm. and then obviously as the episodes got longer mm-hmm. we decided that we weren't really going to split anything into longer than two parts mm-hmm. because you know if people are listening that far in they're here for the long haul right yeah. you're all still here hello is anyone listening to this <laughs> come back please <laughs> we're so lonely <laughs> and uh, I probably enjoyed it a bit less than you did um, and <laughs> But I am gonna miss this kind of this process of just sitting down and just laughing for about an hour as we went through and like yeah, I mean the good thing is I can laugh at myself. I hope that's something that's come out of the podcast. <laughs> and put a lot of things to bed as well. Yeah. Um but I'm gonna miss that process of sitting down with you once a week to read this thing that is
1: inadvertently hilarious. Yeah. Each week. Yeah. Mm. So on the, uh, you mentioned about how it's uh, been um, sometimes a little bit painful to go through this, and I think, I think I've think i sort of touched on this before in, in episodes, um, but would you say that the podcast has been good for your self-worth as a writer, or bad? <laughs> like, do you read through and go, I... I pen and paper just not allowed for me anymore <laughs> just anyone sees me with them just confiscate them or is it like oh my god i've improved so much both
0: <laughs> i mean you can i i know in my sort of brain muscle mm. that i've definitely improved as a writer mm-hmm. and i'm very thankful for that <laughs> we think we were saying before Is like i'm very glad that i never went back to this I was like oh my god this was really good like i should write this more like do some I, more of it. i going send this to joss whedon <laughs> And it's been quite cathartic in a lot of ways as well, which mm. to see not only the writing, but me as that person that has grown. Yeah. Which has been quite nice. Um, mixed in with all these like horrible moments of like trying to put myself back into that mindset of me as mm. a teenager to go, Where was I at this point? What was I feeling? Like what was wrong? Mm-hmm. Many things. Why was I so angry at the world? Like
1: retroactive therapy for your teenage <laughs> self.
0: Yeah, so it's it's nice. And but in a way, like on the downside, weirdly, um I had this thing the other day where like since lockdown, my kind of desire to write has just kind of pretty much vanished. Mm. Like I'm, I'm this is why another point why I've enjoyed the enjoyed the podcast so much mm. is because it's a creative outlet. Sure. But in terms of like writing and scripting and stuff like that like I've just dried up because it's just killed my motivation yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a
1: way I'm almost almost Jealous of teenage Chip and just how prolific he was with writing this. It's got to be, like, the most... I I would be curious to see how many words in total there are in the yeah. series. Because it must be, like, a novel or, or something. Like I nearly went and
0: did that. I yeah. ran out of time today, but I was going to go back and do the word count for all of them. Yeah. Um, I know... I think the longest one is something, like... 9000 words. Jesus. For I mean that's one episode. like a tenth of a decent sized novel. Yeah. Yeah, and I was looking at a few of them and there's kind of like 7 it seems to be like an average 7000 word per episode lot.
1: ish. That's a really rough estimate. I guess that's the thing about being a, a dipshit teenage writer. <laughs> Hello, And I include myself. (laughs) I was definitely one of them. But, like, you don't get that self-criticism, that Mm -hmm. self-doubt. You don't have that editor in your head going, this is shit. You're just writing, this is amazing. I'm the best writer ever. And then Chip has sex with the underage mafia girl. No, she wasn't underage when that happened.
0: He waited. That makes it okay, I think.
2: <laughs> but yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, you don't have that, all mm. those sort of uh, mental baggage slowing yeah. you down. you just fucking ride. Right. I mean, you think about like back in those days when we were in
0: like mid teens, like mm. 15, 14, whatever, like, we made so many little short films. We did a just, lot. Just because we had a fucking camera and we were like, let's just go do it. there yeah. was no, I did a little storyboarding and planning. We did a bit of scripting maybe, but yeah. we just did it. There was no thought of like, that we're not, we're going to think this is shit in a yeah. while. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that overthinking yes. wasn't there. Yeah, and and I missed that.
1: Because of that, we probably improved more mm. as writers as creative people yeah. whatever than we would have if we'd done it the yeah. sort of more adult brained way absolutely because we just produced so much fucking shit <laughs> and some it was shit but you got to produce the like somebody said you know that you got to write a million bad words before you can write any good ones yeah and i mean you did a good fraction of a million. <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely bad i feel like i'm on like 999,999 right now and i'm like so close
0: to getting there. <laughs> shame my <I> stuff <stopped. laughs> but I always said as well is that uh you know you're not a writer if you don't have crippling anxiety about everything that you produce <laughs> um but obviously you know when back in that time you didn't really mm. and i, I miss that that is one thing i miss yeah. is having that freedom of anxiety about everything yeah, and just being yeah. able to just sit down write produce something and put mm. it out there because yeah. obviously this was never edited or anything like that <laughs> really? if you noticed <laughs> um but yeah I miss missed that aspect of mm. it <laughs> so speaking of teenage versions of ourselves mm-hmm. how do you feel you MC were represented in the show
1: <laughs> I think uh yeah, some aspects are definitely true such as my hatred of babies and children, <laughs>
0: but not quite to the extent. No, not that, to you that you were extent. with Amy.
1: Uh, I honestly can't remember. Like as a teenager, was I always anti having kids? I, I think I feel like I've always been pretty much anti having kids. It's but... hard to
0: tell because you've put up such a wall about it. Since in this fictional series, you had a baby, <laughs> that I feel like yeah, maybe or I don't
1: know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> is this you like exploring? The concept of me having kids and coming <laughs> to the idea, coming to the collision, this is a terrible idea. They're <laughs> either going to wind up neglected or murdered. Well, if I didn't before, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think, like, um, definitely as a teenager, I went through that whole phase of like, emotions are bad. You know, I'm just going to be this coldly logical sort of <laughs> unthinking person. So I think there's definitely elements of that in my teenage self and in an MC, the character. Yeah, but I don't think I ever thought of you that way. Mm. I think anything that was kind of you in
0: the show itself was almost a surface level kind of stuff. Ginger, ginger, computer genius. mixture <laughs> of like a suede coat, your love for a risotto, chainsaw hands, like a fear of sharks. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> These things are very sort of surface level, and I do find I do think the characters, while being like weird avatars of ourselves, mm. were never really us. Mm. We just kind of, I mean, obviously it's me projecting certain things more more about me, I think, as well. But yeah. like less so about you and Jay and Louise and Gavin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom, and everyone else that you know whose identities I stole for
1: this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Louise does love low-fat butter. <laughs> <laughs> and how about yourself? Do you feel that Chip was? Was you, like, to what extent was it you and how much was it sort of wish (sighs) fulfilment? well it depends because <laughs> I never really wanted to go evil <laughs> <laughs> but it did
0: happen in real life I mean obviously was a teenager I was very influenced by a lot of uh, new metal and angry mm, sure. singers that were mad at their dads yeah. uh, and stuff like that so I think kind of a lot of the angst that I was feeling mm. and you know, in a way it was almost like a weird type of therapy because it was like oh Chip is sad so he's going to be angry around the world and it's like things I couldn't really convey and it's like, not like I was going to go out and start shooting heroin or anything like that so <laughs> it, it almost became like a weird diary for me in a sense whilst also trying to you know live up to my heroes my writing hero at the time Mm -hmm. Joss Mm sweden you know and uh, loving buffy and angel to Mm. write my own version of that so it was Mm. a weird amalgamation of like therapy and bringing like these warm hugs of things that i knew and just trying to flex my creative muscles as well Mm. as because it took me a while to kind of realize that is what I was, you know. Was like as mm. a kid, like I used to make up stories with like my wrestling figures mm. and stuff like that. Like they'd have feuds and mm-hmm. ongoing storylines, and I'd write it all down and mm. write up the reports from the matches I had mm-hmm. with my toys and stuff. So there's always been some sort of avenue for that, and this mm. just felt like the next stage of that evolution.
1: Mm. Kind of on the same uh, subject of of the uh, character arcs for for the characters, mm. how much was touching what you said a second ago like how much was the 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 development of chip a reflection of the development of you and how much of it was the development of chip as a fictional character like when chip does something is that because it's teenage you going like like you said you know i feel angsty and sad so therefore chip is going to do this Mm. or is it you going as a writer okay well here's where chip is this is how i think he would develop
0: Wow, do you know, all the time we've been doing this show, I wasn't expecting such a deep and philosophical question. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) It's hard to answer that in a way as well, because I feel like kind of the stages that I wrote this, so sort of 14 to 17-ish, you know, around about that time, I don't have a lot of memory of, to be honest. Mm. Like very vague pieces, because it was such a long time ago now. Um, So I feel like any of the angst and like, you know, the emotions that I was feeling at the time almost unconsciously went into the, the writings. It was never sort of like, oh, I feel sad. I can't, cause I can't talk to anyone because I'm a bloke, you know. So I'll put it into some writing. I think mm. all of that was very subconscious. Yeah, and it was a lot of it was just like I want to write a supernatural crime-fighting ninja series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, there was a bit of, like, yeah, MC and Chip have long black cooks, and they're cool, and they're ninjas, and stuff like that. Um, And, obviously, with Chip going evil, that was kind of a a slight gag at the same time, because, and, obviously, a rip-off of Buffy, because Angel does that with Angelus.
1: You made me put down in writing once that if... (laughs) I had to literally write down, if Chip ever goes evil, I will kill him. And I hope you still adhere to that. promise that you made. (laughs) If that switch goes... (laughs)
0: Uh, so, yeah, you can... I mean, with the writing itself, we're just in a kind of format and grammar and that sort of thing. You can see there is an improvement despite mm. not being perfect. Mm. I mean... You know, in all fairness to my teenage self, I missed a lot of school. Mm. So, kind of grammar and stuff, like learning things and the rules of it. Mm. But stuff I missed out on. I mean, that's a subject for another day. But Mm. obviously, if you're a close friend, you know that story. But, yeah, yeah, I missed a lot of school. So, I don't think... Too busy fighting crime. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) So, I think uh, as a kind of just almost an analytical level of just like... You know, it's like I don't understand how the rules of commas and colons Mm. work and stuff like that. So... It's nice to know that I did learn a lot of that as yeah. I was going on, um, and I think the and even the format of the show, not just the writing itself, like the writing did get better despite never being good. Yeah. But the format of the show definitely improved as well. Like yeah. I said, listening to the first episode, which is just me and you going, yeah, yeah, right, mate, uh, uh, yeah. So broke the steam. We're going to read it now. to uh, having like our intro set and our outro set, and like the format is a lot stronger now. And like, this part of me is like, oh, I do wonder, I wish, I wish we had the format down at the start of recording. So the, it sounds a bit slicker at the start and a bit better.
1: Yeah, but I think we would have had to have we would have had to do a practice thing yeah. first in order for that format to develop. Yeah, we didn't know how it was going to evolve yeah. either. Um, and again, it's that anxiety
0: thing, isn't it? Of being a grown-up and looking back and going, oh, I wish I'd done this a bit yeah, better and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But fuck it, we did it. So yeah. we're in the keeping of the spirit of Tomori Geeson. we just did it. And yeah. it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. <laughs> fuck you if you don't like it. <laughs> so speaking of the show, then, uh, do you,
1: what are your favourite memories of it? Your favourite episodes, favourite moments? I think my favorite bits is always like the callbacks to the the dumb things that become the running jokes. Chip central heating. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. And not just that, but like the characters. Yeah. Because we're taking these utterly one dimensional characters and made them one and a half dimensional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tifa was never written to be dumb. But it works, and and we just sort of polluted everything she said (laughs) to make her sound dumb. Uh, so yeah and even just you know characters were in there for like one episode like Bites yeah you know it sort of became not a fan favourite but a creator favourite anyway yeah I love Bites <laughs> yeah I want to go back to Bites because we he mentioned we mentioned him in the notes
0: that we towards the end of the yeah. season I'm like oh Bites comes back yeah. we didn't
1: that. god damn it and it is this weird kind of like uh, you know if you're really into like a TV series or a game or whatever you get those characters that you just fucking love yeah And I feel like there's been more than our fair share of those type of characters, for me anyway, in the series. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, you know, Jack Bentley, just because his voice
0: (laughs) kind of morphed him into this character that wasn't really there either and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean, the process we have of trying to find voices for characters. It's a good job it's ending because we were out. We were really out. (laughs) We were beyond out. (laughs) And another thing I noticed as well is um things that I can say in my favourite bits now hmm. are like some of the glaring plot holes. Like just going back to the earlier yeah. episode, Jay's dad's name changes. Right. He's Freddie in the first episode, oh, and wow. then we call him Brian wow. later on. Um and do you remember the prophecy um gets where uh, They go for a little... This is in season three, I think. Mm -hmm. They go for a little trip in the woods Mm. um, and they run across these little sort of demon creatures that they help out.
1: Oh, and there's the guy who's trying to move to the moon or something. Yeah, he's trying to take over Jupiter. That's the one. (laughs)
0: Uh, He prophesizes about MC's son
1: before he's sucked into Ah. a portable. And obviously
0: I meant Amy. Yeah. But I said son instead of daughter. So I don't know when that changed or if I forgot I
1: said that. MC was going to have another son. Oh, calm down. Calm down, please. No, no. Social (laughs) services. (laughs) I think M. C. probably got um, uh, not castrated. <laughs> well, possibly, just to be on the safe side. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But then there's things like, like you said, that become the regulars that we have. So we've got like all known crime, yeah, which is again in season one, yeah, but is it's prevalent throughout because it's brilliant. Um, Revenge is in the first episode. That's a good one. Yeah, all the typos. Yeah, handled. Uh, <laughs> I remember
1: handled.
0: yeah <laughs> Ah, The basketball ball. (laughs) (laughs) And then I can't even remember how we managed to get Gav to being 15. I don't know. that was one of my favourite. Naked and 15-year-old Gav Yeah, just became one of my favourite bits as well. (laughs) And of course you said uh, prophecy. I nearly said profici there. Uh, But yeah, profici. It will always... No matter how many prophecies we come across in our lives. I will
1: always, always think (laughs) profici.
0: Always.
1: I mean, you said earlier, you know, that since lockdown and everything, you haven't really been doing much writing, mm-hmm. but you, you are a writer, you write, mm-hmm. and, you know, you've produced a lot of stuff since Tomorrow Gason. How instrumental would you say that Tomorrow Gason has been to your development as a writer? How influential has it been? You know, if you hadn't, if you hadn't written Tomorrow Gason, would it have been something else? Would you have just not developed as much as a writer because you Ooh. just didn't have that quantity of output? Yeah,
0: I think that in a way is that you can see the progression in the actual writing mm. um, that Teenage he was on. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm a great writer now, but I'm definitely better. Uh, I think because like you said, you know, the quote about having to write a million bad words. Mm. I think that's essential to Tomorrow Jason mm. because the again, how prolific I was with the writing mm. in such a weird time that just having that output enable me to practice my craft in Mm.
2: quotation marks. Mm.
0: You know, that was my craft at the time. Mm. And I'm sure every writer, you know, if they read something bad they wrote when they were a teenager, would hate it and it would be bad, you know, unless you're fucking some child, you know, prodigy or something like that. Um, But yeah, I think it was essential to have that kind of practice to work out what I was doing wrong. And not even just from a creative output, but from, you know, learning Mm. how writing works and Mm. how to format stuff and Mm. grammar was uh, super important for a writer (laughs) so um, it was a really really good practice Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah I wish I wish I'd not necessarily continued that but I wish I'd stayed as prolific as I was sure but in some ways maybe there was a slight detriment in that I spent so much time writing this one thing Mm. that it kind of burnt me out a little because you can tell in the last few seasons that I just want to be done with this. (laughs) So I do wonder if maybe I'd been writing other things or hadn't been so focused on this that maybe I would have written a few other terrible things and uh, (laughs) progressed in slightly different ways and maybe wouldn't have got so burnt out by having to... Feel like I had to finish this series.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a strange sort of because the the format of it is this weird sort of like it's a TV series, mm. but it's written yeah, it's... and it's not scripted like a not written like a script. No, it's it's a f- piece of fiction, I guess. It's it is essentially a it's like a serial. Yes. Yeah. The you know with with self contained. I guess chapters are sort of episodes, sort of. Yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do wonder if maybe because you're you were thinking of it as a TV series, mm. and TV series that you know, notorious are just going on and on and on and on. Maybe you felt that you had to keep writing. Yeah. Whereas if it had been a book, it would have had more of a a pronounced sort of beginning, middle, and end right from the mm. get go. Yeah, there's definitely. I think I definitely had a TV format in my head mm. because obviously episodes end
0: with like. Not cliffhangers, but there's things that set up the next episode yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. and a sort of, oh, tune in next week, to see what's mm-hmm. going to happen. But that's just because I didn't know what I was doing and that's how Buffy and Angel did it. <laughs> so, you know, and obviously influenced by comic books as well, which yeah, had that kind of like, oh, yeah. buy the next issue because stuff's going to happen. And just kind of word it down into something that was readable mm. because he would have been very early into my sort of learning how to script and stuff like mm. that. Uh, so I'm glad they didn't write it like that, because we would have missed things, oh, very yeah, important descriptions yeah, of yeah. things. Because obviously scripting, you don't put that much detail in. Yeah. Um, we would have missed out on like, the nightclub scene, oh. which probably oh, would no. have been a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was art. That <laughs> spoke to me. Oh, I think the only way you could see that is art is if you're an actual Nazi. <laughs> All right, MC, pretty obvious question, but... Mm. Who were your favourite characters, and what were your favourite voices to do?
1: I obviously not the one. Oh man, that
0: ruined your throat. Like every because <sighs> there was a time when we were recording a lot, but you could only do like one episode a day because <laughs> it just killed your throat.
1: I think my favourite voice to do was probably Tifa because I sort of I modelled it after like a ASMR sort of voice. Yeah, so it was quite it was soothing. We had to it put you really so close to the mic. Soothing to do. <laughs> Yeah, and it's nice to see how that evolved as well, because when
0: we, I don't know how it happened, but we made her a bit dumber, and you kind of took that into your inflection and stuff like that as
1: well. It was nicely done. It was a great performance. Some of my favourite bits, tooting my own trumpet here, but like, there are a couple times when I come up with something on the fly and Mm. deliver it in Tifa's voice as (laughs) Tifa, and it's just so good. (laughs) (laughs) Just moments of raw stupidity. She's another character,
0: actually, that um, obviously fictional and based on a like something from I don't another know what franchise, you mean. Yeah. but nothing to do with Tifa Lockhart at all. No, nothing. We yeah. very much built that character yeah. from the one-dimensional thing on the page to yeah. whatever she became in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed your Evangelina voice, which is another one I think you regretted.
1: Yeah, yeah. What what was your process in that? I need a new voice and I've exhausted the limited (laughs) repertoire of accents (laughs) and pitches that I could do. So I'm just going to do all of the pitches. I do think when you started doing that,
0: you very much thought she was a sort of one and done, one line character or something like that. But she,
1: didn't she have like a monologue at some (laughs) point? She sure did. Several, I think. (laughs)
0: I was really tempted to go back and, like, find an episode later on of a yeah. character that had a lot of dialogue and just, like, find, replace their character's name and put Evangelina <laughs> in instead.
1: Are you sure this is Evangelina? It seems a lot like something MC would say. No, no, it's Evangelina. She's replaced <laughs> MC in this series? <laughs> the voices we do for the four
0: main characters, um, so you, yourself, me, Jay and Louise... Mm. Um, I think there's very much like I think our performances have changed a lot since yeah. the start as well. Um, but I think that's evolved the voices somewhat as well. Like Jay is a bit more high pitched at the start. Yeah, Louise is a bit deeper at the start. Yeah, our natural voices change. But again, I think that's more performance than
1: I've noticed. So, so like, it's always been a sort of uh, a joke with us and also a reality that. <laughs> Among all the sort of various creative things that we've done, I've always just been a fucking atrocious actor. Like, I'm not saying it's changed now. Give me your womble, bitch. (laughs) So, like, I've just never been able to act to get into that space. So, just sort of, you know, I guess overthink it, can't get out of my own head kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And although, I mean, you know, I won't be uh, going for the Oscar just yet. But there have been times in recording the series where I've noticed that I'm actually kind of emoting Mm. a voice. Mm, And I'm not saying I do it consistently or well, (laughs) but the fact that I can do it at all is, you know, a a sign of my development as an actor. Well, we're never going to put this out there and say this is the best thing we've ever done.
0: But we have definitely improved, I think, as uh, acting this. You know, not necessarily as actors, (laughs) because we're not. But in terms of this, yeah, the improvement is there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, some other of yours I liked are Harato. Yeah, he oh, had good. a very distinct voice, which yeah. I enjoyed very yeah. much.
1: One of the things about a lot of the characters is that I think with Harato, I kept on switching between her, uh, him and Tifa. Like mm. there is similarities in yeah. the voice, so it sometimes needs a sort of a bit of a run up at the voice. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, the same with, like... I think the most extreme, possibly, is Jay and his dad. Yeah.
0: Because uh, there's a lot of conversation, but especially in the last season between yeah, those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, uh, There would have been more if, we'd, if I'd written more. Yeah. Because um, there was a lot of sort of, like, well, I just need to take a break in between, <laughs> and then off we go. Because yeah. we don't do it like, you know, professionals do, where you do all of Jay's lines, then all of Brian's sure. lines. You know, we do it like they're actually having a conversation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that must have been
1: tough. Yeah, I think there was... One, I know there's something with the one and somebody else, maybe MC. I don't know if there's the one and Jay. I feel like that would be <laughs> the absolute worst. Oh, the one. <laughs> or the one and Tifa, that would also be a bit of a contrast. Yeah, they're, they're different scales, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. How, oh. about, how about you, man? Because you've also, uh, we've, this might surprise you, but there's only two people <laughs> <laughs> doing this. <laughs> so Don't pull back the curtain. <laughs> you have shared, uh, shouldered
0: more than your fair share of, of the burden. Yeah, I've never really had one that's broken my voice, I don't think. Apart mm. from post corona when yeah. something were a bit hard. Um I really enjoyed uh, Detective Jack Bentley. Yeah. Uh that was one of my favourites to do recently, just because like, I kind of got into his frame of mind. You're like, yeah. a cool asshole. Um, <laughs> Scoot. Oh, oh, God.
1: God, I love Scoot.
0: When he died, man, I was like, oh. I just, I want to keep doing that voice forever. Yeah, yeah. That was one
1: of my favourite. Also, again, peeling back the curtain, but um, Chip often comes up with a little... <laughs> physical gesture to help him sort of embody the character. So with Scoot, he does this little sort of like extended thumb and little finger surfer dude wave kind of thing. And it was always like, hello, bro. It's like the Shaka Bra kind of yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. And a, hello, bro, just to kick things off.
0: I missed that. Bring back Scoot. Do you know, um, speaking of the voices that we did and stuff like that, one other thing that changed as well. And I don't know if this means we're progressing as people or what, but in the early seasons, uh, Shinno Khan, another mm. voice of yours I enjoyed, uh, was a lot more racist <laughs> early on. Uh, and there's a difference between, because when we voiced Lee, mm. you gave him a very, very racist accent. And in fact, we were like, well, I'm not putting all the blame on right. you. We were like, oh, okay, you have to do this because it's in time with the show. Sure. But then when it came to like the Ipswich terrorists, yeah, we refused to do a Middle Eastern accent. Yeah. So I don't know if we've just grown as... People or we're just a bit
1: more aware of how offensive this stuff can be. Is it because the quality well yeah, I think probably that and maybe because the quality of the writing improved so we felt like it wouldn't you would have been slightly less racist when you wrote it? I don't think it was racism, it was just dumb because i was
0: like i don't know what a korean person is when i'm 14 like and uh yeah and it it is very much like this is like some sort of like stupid comedy to the point where we're trying to deliver it in a serious manner so it didn't seem appropriate to kind of talk about these serious real life things in those
1: ways yeah yeah and i don't know if we were more immersed in the time period in which it was written back then because i mean 90s or whenever it was was definitely a time of casual racism in yeah. popular media yeah it was just accepted wasn't yeah. it
0: <laughs>
1: one of the things i found most difficult was
0: anytime we had a female character yes it's always difficult because we yeah. don't have a lot of range when it comes to that yeah. because you know you know our podcast isn't very diverse mc we're just two white men straight white men uh, so <laughs> that was always difficult to to manage that yeah yeah at least with cat it could be like
1: okay you're the american version of louise that's fine <laughs> I think with every female voice that I had to do it's like okay don't do Tifa don't do Tifa (laughs) shit.
0: (laughs) and there was stuff like with Dom as well like Dom is a real life person he's very dear to us yeah
1: and it was just like I'm just
0: gonna do a Michael Caine style voice (laughs) for him don't know why but there we go
1: Because we're not actually good at doing impressions of people. Well, I, apart from Gav, which
0: my, my voice it's for Gav very is true. spot on, on like Absolutely
1: 100%. uncanny. I have to look over to make sure it's not actually a 15-year-old Gav covered in oil next to me. But no, that's next to Louise. If you could go back and mm-hmm. give your teenage self one piece of writing advice other than... Don't be sexist. Don't be racist. Yeah, just inject it with a nice dose of wokeness. Don't, don't hate the homeless. <laughs> what would it be? Is there like one thing in particular you think that would have improved your writing?
2: Hmm.
0: Well, in a way, like if I go back and get Teenage Ship to improve the writing, then we don't have this. Mm. A lot of it is based on how, how many typos there are and yeah, the formatting true, and the, the lamppost demons and you know other things that are really dumb <laughs> genetics office uh so in a way i wouldn't do that i think mostly i just get back and give him a hug oh. <laughs> Is what i'd like to do and um, go Ugh, get off me <laughs> um and also try to get him to finish it because yeah. it, it would have been nice if we could have seen this through to the end completely yeah. without having to kind of rely on a lot of the vague notes and mm. um, that was maybe one of the disappointments about doing the podcast was that we kind of had to piece together what could have happened mm-hmm. with a lot of the vague notes where most of it was stuck in my head mm-hmm. and where it was going to go but then you know maybe that was quite a fun game as well it's kind of mm-hmm. based on the characters that we've come up with on mm-hmm. the very loose characterizations of Teenage Chip and put it all together that way yeah that was kind of fun as well so mm. uh, I don't think I would yeah apart from the obvious like I dude this is not okay. <laughs> Come on, because uh, a lot of it relies
1: on my inane writings from back then. <laughs> kind of on the same subject, actually. Let's let's take a moment to visit a strange parallel universe <laughs> where <laughs> we go through a portal. Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> there is a prophecy <laughs> that tomorrow, Gason continued. You Ooh. never stopped. Yeah, you just carried on writing, and as you developed as a writer. The Tomorrow Gason uh, developed as well. And mm. so, you know, you became aware of its sort of derivative nature, you did, I did that, all that sort of stuff. What what does that look like? Oh, now? God. Uh, Is it still MC and Chip? Have they both, you know, did they both <laughs> die off and get replaced by someone else? Did it turn into a uh, period drama? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, Scoot would have come back. Yeah. Um, so do, I mean, do you mean like we have to keep the law as it was from the start? In in a sort of comic book way, kind Ooh. of thing, where you know there's always that sort of rich, rich uh, history to draw <laughs> on, and there is like an evolution of the plot and the mm. characters, but you're not necessarily 100% obligated to keep all the same characters okay. and the same themes and whatever. Ooh, that's a good question.
0: I mean, in a lot of ways, like you know, I I love comic books and yeah. collect them and stuff like that, but sometimes I do feel like they're held down by their history, yeah, in the sense of like. You know, for someone new trying to get into comics, like, I want to read some Spider-Man. Where do I start? I mean, do you go back to the 60s? Yeah. Or do you just, like, buy the newest issue and just try to pick up what's yeah. happened? So it's it's difficult in that sense. Um, I mean, you can see that I'm trying to do that in a way. Like, the ideas behind the last seasons of mm-hmm. Tomorrow, Gates and Chip are very much kind of building on that sort of stupid premise of, yeah. like, they trained for a year <laughs> and they became ninjas? <laughs> what? Uh, so trying to rectify that in a way. Yeah. So I... Uh, I don't think you could. I think if you extend it any longer than it actually is, it outstays its welcome. Yeah. There's not so many ideas you can do where they just fight. I mean, it's infinite, really, as comics have proven, because you have new characters, new villains. But they can
1: be very samey.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a lot of that. So it would have been interesting to kind of. I mean, I had an idea of like bringing it back, like a very brief one of like mm. how I'd bring it back now. Mm. Um, so it would have... And in that sense, it would have been evolved in the sense that it would be kind of taking the piss out of itself so whilst I was trying to still do the drama, be, but be very aware. Because yeah. we, we had this conversation when we knew that I hadn't finished it. It was like, well, do I go back and try and finish mm-hmm, it now? Mm-hmm. But then I think it's a bit too jarring if it's in the same season. Yeah. Because it doesn't have that kind of... Not charm, but you know <laughs> <laughs> that kind of effect of like this is what authenticity. Oh, authenticity! That, that, that was I can't even say it. Authentic <laughs> Tamargasin <laughs> grade typo. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like you know, like um. Oh, he wrote June? Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Herbert Francis. Yes, Herbert? like uh, when he died, obviously his son took over yeah, writing him. Yeah, and it's yeah. not the same. Yeah. So it, I think it would have been a bit like that in a way, but I think it would be quite fun to bring it back and try and write it in the same stupid way,
1: but with being like a more
0: accepting person and a more open person. Would
1: it be you, Chip and MC like ten years later, basically? Well, like like seventeen. I well, mean, yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah, Do you want me to tell you the uh, very brief idea? Absolutely. For a... Oh my
1: god. Okay. <laughs>
0: This isn't a commitment to producing <laughs> this.
1: I think we chips are to break at this
0: point. Yeah, so I can't remember what it was. this was a couple of months ago now? Where mm. I was just walking and like a song came onto like my random Spotify playlist. That I like it was a thing by a band called Finch. I vaguely remember that name. They were from like the early two thousands, and yeah. very much like what I would have been listening to when I was writing. There, one of their songs is actually the theme tune. For Tomorrow Gaysen. Ah. Like, as in what... you remember we shot, like, an opening credit sequence? Oh,
1: God, I remember. Yeah, glad <laughs> I never found that. Um,
0: <laughs> the music for that is actually a Finch song. Right. But it's... So it would be... You know, they go down to hell. Yeah. And uh, they go through, like, a little hole in the ground or yeah. whatever it is. You know, whatever they find. Uh, it would be, like, 17, 18 years later. Right. Uh, and you see, like, a hand come up and then, like, an older chip emerges. Right. And, you know, you don't really know what's going on, but he goes back to, like, New York and stuff like mm-hmm. that and looks up, like, his old life. Uh, and, yeah, he's kind of, he's been fighting in hell for, mm. like, 18 years or whatever. Mm. So it's oh, like...
1: Oh, it's, it's fine. Whenever he goes to hell, he always comes out really, like, <laughs> mentally well-adjusted. <laughs> So think of it as, like, an ongoing war that they've right, been in. Right, uh, But it's only Chip that emerges
0: for now. Right. Uh, and then, you know, he goes back and he's trying to... He's got kind of that kind of post-war PTSD and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and there'll be some details about, like, whether they they were successful or not or sure. he retreated or whatever. And then at the ep- end of the first episode, the orig- uh, Jay, Louise, and MC come out. Right. But they're all a bit weird, and Ooh. it turns out they're possessed by, like, demons <gasps> oh. and stuff like that. So they become the bad guys for a bit, Ooh. and then Chip has to fight them and get right. the demons out of them. Right. And then the original gang come back together. Right. Uh, and that's about as far as I got, kay. to be honest. I had some, like, other random ideas involving, like, you know, Riddy and Cat sure, and stuff like that as sure. well, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so not a lot there, but it was just, like, just this image in my head of all them coming back and then... The demons that have been chasing them through hell and chasing them to earth as well, and then having a nice come back together moment for all
1: the gang. It's good though, because it does sort of address that, you know, it's years later, so there were both in, in real life and in universe, and because it's in in universe, mm. that explains why the tone of the show is different, the writing it's, is so much better, yeah. and that kind of thing. It's a different world
0: they come back to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they're not gonna be able to find another abandoned mansion anywhere, <laughs> are they? So
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Abandoned bedsit. <laughs> When MC? That was Tamara Gayson and how I ripped off Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Dude, been a few years, been a lot of work, Christ. but we're here at the end. Um, I had a few people that I wanted to thank, so okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do that now. If that's alright, go for it. Uh, so I'd like to thank Jack, Lee, Joe, the monster who couldn't be destroyed with weapons, <laughs> Carol, Jay's dad Freddie, Jay's dad Brian. <laughs> what if they were gay dads? What if they were <laughs> evil gay dads? That could be in the new woke version. Yeah. The local mafia. <laughs> Smuckle demons. Oh, amazing. Gav the vampire. Yep. Steph. Scoot. Tifa Lockhart. No, she fucking killed my <laughs> car. The bitch. Foon No, no, actually. Not I, w- I was going to no, say, yeah. No. no. <laughs> the Brummy pizza. Oh my god. Dom the antiques dealer and wizard and angel. <laughs> Strider. The coolest guy in the universe. <laughs> Captain Wakefield. <laughs> the police office fiddly o Oh, God. Everyone on the notorious streets of war. Keep it real, guys. Captain Parnaby. <laughs> Chief Inspector Harato. The SWAT. Mr. Johnson slash Kurushi Minato. <laughs> Louis, the psychotic physiotherapist. <laughs> the DeSoto. Goddamn right. <laughs> Turok. I remember. Mike and Tim from the I, I, I Hate Life Club. Hi, guys. Who wants us rolls? <laughs> Evangelina. <laughs> The one, Jason, the Australian zombie. Always good. The Ku Klaw Elders. They so were dicks. The Tokyo Memorial Bed and I Breakfast like that place. One star on TripAdvisor. <laughs> Manny, Granak, Beatlass Dick Pills, Dick Pills Selling Demon, Did a Choke Wank Demon, <laughs> As Burton, a Burton Johnny, oh, yeah. Mrs. Lansbury, Dwayne McCarthy, <laughs> Roots, Relina, Shirag of the Insecticor Clan, Tarek and the Ipswich Terrorists, <laughs> Furia, Peter, Robin. Melvin, and his overkept slut of a wife <laughs> Rodney Vic The nicest, evilest, post-office <laughs> manager world editor there's ever been Stuart mm-hmm. Tannis Dark Blue <laughs> The Puddle Mock Oh, poor guy Detective Jack Bentley Bites Hero of the series Grant Maloney Terry <sighs> Ridley Kat Amy Nah, fuck her. Gav Shinra Khan Jay Louise Chip and MC. Thank you for being <laughs> in our lives for all these years. Thank you for all this bollocks we've had to put up with. And thank you to everyone who's ever listened. Mm-hmm. Whoever's supported the podcast, done a tweet about it, got in touch with us about anything that we've said and just anyone that's been along for the ride, we really, really appreciate you sticking with us all this time. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna
1: miss you. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: But it's not the end for us, you know. Not. We're not gonna go We're not and... gonna kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna go down to hell and try and end it all. <laughs> Um, at some point, we will bring back
1: uh, backdoor bookworms on this channel. Yeah. We are going to finish Sonic High School finally. Don't, don't worry, Leaky. <laughs> we got you, bro.
0: I like to think there's a crossover of people who don't listen to each show, so we're who the fuck is Leaky? Well, Leaky the anal gland, <laughs> oh, obviously. Even better. Uh, and then we're going to move over to Twitch, and we're going to do some Twitch stuff. We are I'm already kind of set up so over there. Like two years behind the curve. But... Yay! <laughs> this brand new thing. <laughs> So if you want to come give me a follow, uh, it's twitch.tv slash chipthompsonsthumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, come and give us a follow. We're going to be playing some video games in there and doing some Twitch stuff. Um, Sonic High School to come as well. Mm-hmm. And if we do any other projects in the meantime, we'll be sure to let you know on the usual social media channels. Mm-hmm. Because MC, mm. did you know that no matter what, there is always <laughs> numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. And we're also on Twitter, at How I Ripped Off. And you can find our entire back catalogue if you want to listen to everything again.
1: Soundcloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, YouTube and Spotify. If you are still listening after 140-something, whatever ish, it is, episodes, ish, yeah. it may be time. <laughs> We've never asked before, but... <laughs> to leave us a review. <laughs> and rating. star rating. Yes. Yes. Five, obviously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you want to, we would we would really appreciate it. In this big old wild west of an internet, there's a lot of podcasts out there and mm-hmm. even the greatest one out there, namely us. Uh, it's, you know, we just want to make sure people get uh, enjoy it, appreciate it. If yeah. you want to share your love of all the fucking shit that Chip mentioned, the <laughs> Brummy pizza, all those things. If you've got any friends who are a little bit weird, <laughs> it would have to be to enjoy this anyone you hate no (laughs) judgement (laughs) Yeah, send them to because every time
0: you leave a five star rating and a review Mm. it means we get a little bump and more people see us so you know if you did like the show and you'd like other people to see it as well and hear it then uh, yeah do that because it really helps us out
1: Imagine if you've been listening to this the whole time you've been like, oh, if only I had someone else I could talk to about tomorrow, gayson I'm sure it happens all the time. You're like, this latest plot development, but there's no one to talk to. There's no one I know. This is your chance. I like to think that anyone listening listens to the show does it shamefully. Yeah. You know,
0: they're just sat in a corner and
1: they're just like, oh, in a I can't, room can't at tell night. anyone listening
0: this <laughs> Not, like listens to the show. Much like a choke wank MC. I have a long shower after. Can I,
1: oh God, I said last time was going to be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, and if you have been listening all this time, we hope you got your Tamora <laughs>